Welcome to the Andy Lowe Show. I'm Andy Lowe, giving you the conversations you never knew you needed to have. And in this episode, we're going to be doing my new Friday segment, which is Weird World News or Laughable Press. Let me know which you think is a better title, as it's a working title at the moment. I'm happy to receive any other titles that you can think of in that regard. Okay, let's jump in. First up, we have some news coming out of Cornwall, England, which is the southwest of England and one of the nicer places, I believe, of the UK. McDonald's agrees to take down McCrispy advertising billboard that was erected next to the sign for local crematorium. <laughs> now, you need to go online and you need to check this out and you need to see it in person. There's a few pictures of this online and it's done by the Daily Mail. So go and have a look at it. It will promise you it will give you a giggle. Now I just can't imagine that how long this has been up for. There's a big billboard saying McCrispy, big advertisement, McDonald's, right next to the signpost for crematorium. Presumably this has been up for a couple of weeks, months even. I don't even know. But what I do know is is that people get burnt on the daily. You can imagine. A man or a woman living their best life, making it to a ripe old age of 85 and 90, and they want a celebration for their life. And they're in the car. Their family is weeping. They're in the hearse. She's sniffling. She's, she's wiping her nose into a damp rack. And then she looks up out the window, and right next to the crematorium sign, she sees McCrispy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. This has been tickling me for a couple of days on and off now. Obviously seeing the McCrispy billboard sign on McDonald's behalf of big mega corporation coming in and just provoking the local townspeople does nothing. But at the same time, when asked what the locals thought about this, they described it as tasteless. <laughs> it's a little bit on the nose, that one, uh, for those who are grieving, of course. But thankfully though, they have taken down the sign. So a few jokes were made, but all in good fun, I'm sure. It's going to be a bit of a head scratcher for you, and I will hand over the reins and let you decide whether how ethical this is, or is it justified? And this story is coming all the way from Massachusetts in America. A proposal to let Massachusetts prisoners donate organs and bone marrow, pun intended probably, to shave off time of their sentence is raising profound ethical and legal questions. So a bill has been proposed where the government say, give us your organs and we will give you less prison sentence. Therefore, you get to go home or back to your loved ones sooner. But in order for you to do that, you've got to cough up a kidney, a liver, a spleen, or we can just root around and dig in there and fetch out some good old-fashioned bone marrow. What do you say? Now, hypothetically, let's say this is accepted and it goes through and the bill is completely accepted unanimously and it becomes a real thing. Will this make its way over the pond? Is it going to make its way over the world? Are we shortly going to be having people who need bone marrow and organ transplants desperately having essentially convicts inside their bodies? Criminal Justice Reform Advocacy Group have stated promoting organ donation is good. Reducing excessive prison terms is also good. Tying the two together is perverse. What do you think about this? I'm pretty sure that this isn't good. This is almost like organ farming 
to the people that are in prison. And for me personally, if I'm going to take a stance, prison is supposed to be, in my mind, in my utopia, it's supposed to be about reform, change, and coming out a better person than you went in and learning from mistakes. But I think harvesting prison inmates' organs, especially if they're desperate, because some of these people are desperate. And dare I say it, some of them have probably gotten harsh sentencing, or probably some of them couldn't appoint a lawyer, an affordable lawyer, so therefore they sucked when they went to trial. Goodness knows what, but this raises way too many questions for me. But what do you guys think? Let me know, comment below. What do you think when you think ballet? What do you associate when you think of the German ballet? And how would you feel if a German ballet director grabbed some dog feces and smeared it in your face because that's exactly what's happened. Okay, Martin Goecki, probably butchered that name, issued a public apology on Tuesday for smearing dog feces on the face of a newspaper critic whose reviews he didn't like. <laughs> I'm not surprised, I mean, if that's the sort of um, reaction he's going to give, he probably really didn't like them. Let's go into a little bit more. Okay. A German ballet director issued a public apology on Tuesday, yada, yada, yada. He was suspended from his post as ballet chief at the Hanover State Opera. Suspended for smearing poo into a critic's face. Let's, let's begin to dissect. So A, how did he come across said dog poo? I don't know about you, but where I live, there's the odd spot here and there, but it's not like I carry it in a doggy bag waiting for that one person, I hate to smear it in their face. And secondly, he's only suspended. How This has got to be the most lenient job in the world. In any other job, if you were caught smearing poo, into, smearing poo into someone's face, then I'd imagine there'd be more than just a mild suspension. Okay, what else was said here? Let's go into it. He said, and I quote, I would like to apologise sincerely, sincerely to all concerned first and foremost to Mrs. Hustler for my absolute unacceptable act. Well, I mean, <laughs> when you've got a handful of doggy doo-doo and you're pressing it into someone's nose and mouth, I mean, at what point is an apology a bit too late? If you ask me, it's a bit too late in the process of when he's bending over and scooping it up, presumably with his bare hands. And what else does he say? In retrospect, I am clearly aware that this was a disgraceful act in the heat of the moment and an overreaction. I think I think an overreaction is just a tad mild. If, if I saw that in the middle of the street, I'd think someone was loopy. In retrospect, tell that as the poor lady's picking, picking dog poo nuggets out of her teeth. <laughs> okay, let's see what they said about what actually happened to do with the German ballet director. The newspaper that said, whatever his name, bollocks, I can't pronounce that. Goecki. The newspaper said that Goecki, who apparently felt provoked by a recent review she wrote of a production he staged in the Netherlands, threatened to ban her from the ballet and accused her of being responsible for people cancelling their season tickets in Hanover. He then pulled out a paper bag with the feces and smeared her face with the contents. I mean, 
<laughs> smearing implies there was a couple of coats. <laughs> it implies he really, it was more of an art form. You could have said shoved, rammed, slapped, slammed. No, he smeared it. <laughs> Back to uh, our friend Grim Reaper, unfortunately. You're 83 years old. You're not feeling your best. You've had a bit of a sore day. You want to go down and lie down and go to bed. Close your eyes. Just take a long, long nap. And where do you wake up? In, in the New York funeral home. Because <laughs> they have found you. They've presumed you dead, pronounced you dead on the scene, zipped you up in a body bag, and then carted you off to the New York funeral home. And the start of the article says... Another funeral home discovers women presumed dead is still alive. <laughs> Good Lord. The people, they can't wait to ship people off at the moment. The funeral home was fined £10,000. If that doesn't give you a taste of what's to come, I don't know what will. How <laughs> would you react? <laughs> Having a little sleep, wake up in a body bag with presumably a couple of people stood over you, poking at you. I mean, good job they didn't incinerate her immediately. Anyway, that's what's new coming out of New York. In other news, we've got a really interesting story coming out of North Pennsylvania in a sweet little town called, let's try and get this right, Tan Karnook Township. Reportedly, a man and his boy were going for a nice little walk when they saw a foot poking out of the water. Unfortunately, we know what this means. A person has passed. He phoned the police, probably told his son that this has happened and suspected a homicide or a suicide or something grave. Police turned up in force. What did they find? The most realistic sex doll they've ever seen. <laughs> That's right. Somebody dumped a sex doll into the water. Right, let, let's begin. <laughs> let's begin. Why did they do it in such a way which mimics homicide and murder, dumping something into the water. I'm sure with a this latex sex doll, they could have probably just popped it, scrambled it up and pop, popped it in the bin or burnt it outside in their, in their yard and garden. But no, they decided to really enact probably what, what can only be similar to Dexter from the TV show about the, the murderer that murders murderers. Although I'm sure the latex sex doll didn't do any harm. Probably a bit on the quiet side, but that was about all. Now, let's hope they don't do forensics, because who in their right mind goes out there and gets a sex doll and then and then pummels it like a rabid dog on a pillow? <laughs> you know it's an absolute certainty the chap that threw the sex doll into the water went into work the following day. And someone asked him, hey, Steve, what did you get up to last night? And there'd be a brief millisecond before he answers, where there'd be just an ever so slight little pause, and he will have a flashback of him secretly popping open his trunk, grabbing his sex doll and launching it into the water before speeding off. <laughs> and then he will answer, no, no, nothing much, really. <laughs> oh, what a dirty little beast. Oh, well, whatever 
floats your boat, pun intended. I do wonder, though, in the future of AI technology and robots coming around, if people, you're going you're gonna to walk out there one day, okay, this isn't my hill, but it, I'm close to it. One day, maybe not in your life, maybe not in mine, but you're going to walk outside and you're going to see robots and you're going to see relationships between people and robots intimately, emotionally, and mentally. You're going to see them and it's going to become the norm. People are going to be walking down the streets holding hands with a robot, mourning their robot as they die, hugging them, kissing them, getting them to call them honey or whatever names. And I guarantee there's still going to be domestic violence cases against robots or robots against people. That will still be there 100% now. If in 50 to 100, 150, 200 years, someone is hearing this, you bet your bottom dollar I called it. The Daily Star reports one of Britain's worst towns is riddled with drunks as residents ashamed to live there. Isn't this just woeful? But what's more woeful is, I ask you right now, especially if you live in England, Scotland or Wales, what town is this? <laughs> We're all going to come up with slightly different answers, aren't we? That's the state of affairs the UK is in. And they say this as if this is some way off problem in some hick little village that no one's ever heard of. But this is rampant throughout the UK. Swindon was named the eighth worst place to live in the UK. If you're over in the States and you're listening to this, do not go to Swindon. It is a grubby little place, so described that I've never been, so I don't know. Something unsurprising to many of the residents, but some dismiss the vote as being nonsense. Let's delve in deeper. Locals said they're ashamed to live in a town voted one of Britain's worst with drunk ruling the streets, or drunks ruling the streets. They say intimidation is normal, the architecture has been described as horrible, and buildings are complete eyesore, while heavy police presence is around the town is the norm. Oh, the poor people of Swindon can't be nice having a review. That's scolding of the place you live, the place you raise your kids, friends and family come and see you. And then you get the newspaper describing it as a complete hellhole. Begs the question, though, you can move. We have not slipped into the Chinese social credit system just yet. That may still come into place in the UK. Give it time. But before that happens, there's still a chance to move to somewhere slightly nicer, slightly better, and perhaps gain a slightly more affluent job. Right, I've been Andy Lowe, you've been great, and this has been the Friday Weird World News. That's what we're going with at the moment. If you have a better idea, let me know, comment below. If you've enjoyed this content, please share, subscribe, or tell me so. That'd be lovely. See you soon.